Hi everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the International Game Developers Association Twin Cities podcast. Hey, uh, can you guys believe it? We've actually made it to double digits. We're on episode 10. Almost a year now. That Almost. is good. We'll have to actually take credit for that when we hit 12. And I don't feel like quitting. Every day anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm your host, Ryan. And with me tonight is Jackie. Hello. And Tori. Hey. So I know I've had a, as the kids say, hella busy month. How about you guys? Oh, yeah. Always. Good, yes. It's good, though. Yes. It is. <laughs> <laughs> what you Ryan, what have you to? been up to? Oh, you start. Oh, oh. Well, I will keep, I'll keep it actually pretty short. But uh, X-Videos, they make Zombie Driver. driver. They're coming to zombie, zombie Driver, and the trailer, trailer was released. And all the are me, are me in that one. It's very tongue-in-cheek. So, so if you guys are bored... Driverdriver.com, but uh, I'm, I'm also working um, with a local studio, whom I'm under under an NDA. Can't reveal, but but the name of name of our game is just just in case you guys were interested. Said that's what it's called. <laughs> it's redacted. It's redacted. <laughs> Audio redacted. <laughs> Got to get the Glados yeah. voice in there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, really, really busy, busy. How about you? Oh, um, yeah, just busy with business stuff. October seems to be the month of like every conference ever, um, <laughs> and so it's this week isn't so bad. But last week was busy, and next week I'm going to the um, IGDA Leadership Forum in LA, so I'm excited about that. And uh, there's actually, a, I'm uh, going to like an agile fundamentals for leadership type of thing on Monday. So it's like, I'm taking an improv class. Okay. Um, Is this yeah. at, at the IGDA leadership forum? No, no. <laughs> this is like other things I'm doing before I leave for LA next week. So, oh, okay. It's, yeah. They and, don't uh, offer improv classes at. Uh... Leadership forum. At not, no, unfortunately. Why? What? what <clears throat> not to interrupt you, but what made you want to do like an improv class? Um, because it's just a few blocks away. Okay. Uh, some somebody floated it by me via email, and I saw that it was just at this bar. A couple. Well, it's not a bar. It's like a cabaret, a few blocks away where they have a stage, and so I thought, well, it's worth it. It's is it a like? I mean, usually the word improv ends up meaning comedy, but it. Not necessarily. Is this improv comedy stuff, or is it just improv in general? It's just improv in general, and right. I mean, the focus is for business people, really. Oh, so, okay. yeah. Um, that's, it's, to, sorry not to overshadow all the actual like business stuff you're doing, but I, well, I, I find that really stuff. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's about you know honing your public speaking skills, thinking on your feet, um, being more creative on your feet, that kind of thing. Right. Exactly. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then, um, you know, in other news, uh, She's Geeky um, took place at the end of last month, and we had, like, over 100 women attend, and that was pretty cool. Um, Yeah, it was a pretty pretty amazing couple of days. And then um, Liz is actually hosting a networking event uh, tomorrow, which will be well after the podcast is aired, but at... Coco. So we've been doing a lot of like other 
like businessy type stuff and women in tech type stuff as well as the business stuff. So busy you get, fall. You get to do that like full time, right? You don't, you're, I know that Liz is like, she's working part time or full time at, at, at a day job, correct? Yeah, she still has her full time job. Okay. And, and you're, you don't? No. Okay. When, yeah, no, CN I'm just is, envious is all. CN is my time job right now. That's awesome. Yeah, I really yeah. wish that I could do that because I, you know, not to bash on work because it is nice to have a, a job and a steady paycheck or whatever. But there are days right. where I'm just like, man, I really wish I could just dive into this stuff that I'm like interested in on my own. So I am envious of your position in many ways. Well, I'm envious of your paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's usually how this conversation goes with everybody. <laughs> so, well, congratulations but hopefully never much, yeah. much longer. But yeah, it'll actually be almost a whole year next month. That was when I put in my notice. Or my last day oh, was wow. November of last year. So I've been working on this project for a year. Well, over a year, but... Wow. Yeah. Minute for the long haul. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And then, of course, uh, the Old Republic. So, <laughs> yeah. Can you talk about that yet? Not yet, but I'm okay. um, playing the beta. They did announce their release date, though, so it's coming out at the end of the year. Um, oh, okay. In time for Christmas, then. Ish. Yeah, December 20th, I believe, is the release date for the Old Republic. So that pretty is... exciting stuff. That's my third son's birthday. Overshadowed by the, by Star Wars yet again. He'll <laughs> <laughs> understand. Well, uh, uh, October has been a pretty busy month for me too. Um, well, as you guys probably know, that I did the I made a giant pumpkin documentary a couple years back, mm-hmm. and this is the type of time of year when I get a lot of emails and stuff mm. about it. That's the the trouble with that. I guess I wouldn't really call it trouble, but. My my YouTube hit half a million views oh, this month. Congratulations! Very nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, nice. And I also threw the documentary up on YouTube. I'm like, ah, what the hell? Let's just throw the whole thing up there. So, I don't know. I don't think any developer really gives a crap about giant pumpkins, but you never know. Uh, okay, so I'll move on. Uh, my month has been uh, crazy busy. More progress on the arcade cabinet. I actually built the lower portion of it and i started on the control section of them um the other night um so that's coming along pretty good it feels really nice to have some wood there you go there's a good sound bite for you (laughs) (laughs) to um have some (laughs) have the cabinet coming together (laughs) um one other thing i did want to mention is that uh i wanted to mention that gears 3 um, gears of war 3 came out and a number of IGDA Twin Cities members, actually, we met online on Xbox Live, and I think there was five or six of us, and we were playing, like, the night or the night after it came out, so that was really interesting. So just kind of wanted to throw it out there that that if if you're a friend of the IGDA Twin Cities and you have an Xbox, um, to look up either my gamer tag, which is Greater Dad, it's G-R-8-R-D-A-D, or IGDATC as a uh, as a gamer tag. Zach hosts that one as a uh, way to I don't know find each other. 
he explained to me how it's supposed to work, but I don't like you're supposed to go to IGDATC's friend list and then just you can see who's on there and then friend them, I guess. I think that's how he means. But um other than that stuff, I've been building Halloween costumes. Have you guys decided what you're gonna be for Halloween or do you guys not do that? We we do, but I haven't we haven't been able to settle on any yet yet. Okay. Mm. We will, will. We always something something every year, and then we actually that that's one of the pictures that are put in our cars. We uh, um for the holiday holiday season. Oh, we have, we have something. Oh, something that's stuff. adorable. I love that idea. <laughs> do you take a picture with like your pets and stuff? <laughs> oh, we we do the full full thing since uh, since, uh Halloween is my holiday holiday. Uh, I I just was like we gotta have have we just pour pictures on it, and that's one of them. Cool. Yeah, like yeah. a couple of years ago, like I'm like I'm gonna dress up with the kids, and so I grew my hair out, or I should I say I was lazy and I didn't get a haircut and I let the beard grow thick and then I <laughs> shaved it just in the middle and put it all spiky and made these like claw hands gloves things. Oh, And my wife is like, what the hell are you? And I'm like, I'm Wolverine! <laughs> like, how in the world did we ever get married? <laughs> So anyway, the whole family, including her, this this year, we're we're going as Plants vs Zombies. Oh, that's cool! I like that. Yeah. So my kid yeah, is like cute. totally infatuated with um, pea shooters. Like he draws them oh, nonstop. Sure. He is, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're telling me about that. He is a pro, <laughs> a pro at drawing pea shooters. And what's funny is he usually draws them like the size of your thumb. He like draws them really small, but they're just they're awesome. And so. He's going as a pea shooter, which is a one of those punchy ball toys that you get with the rubber band, paper mache, oh, and the, sure. the garbage can. So it's it's actually drying in my basement now. <laughs> nice. I'm hey, I, I was really reluctant as going as a zombie until I realized that I could make a big giant zombie head out of a balloon and paper mache. <laughs> and if you squeeze it while it's drying just right, you can actually make it shaped more like a skull. So that's turning out pretty good. Nice. So and then my other son is going to be another zombie, so we'll just get you know a big red tie and whatever, and just walk funny and have those big stupid paper mache heads on. And then uh, my wife is going to be a chomper, which is another paper <laughs> mache thing. And then the youngest kid is going to be a sunflower. Oh, very cool. Cool. Yeah. So he'll have. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going overboard with it. Like it's been numerous, numerous nights of of me and. Flower water and torn up newspaper, and but hopefully it'll come around in the end. It's, it's for a good cause. Yeah, it's for Halloween. It's family time. <laughs> a whole bunch That's of awesome. cars nobody can see out of. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's safe. That <laughs> can, can dress up at, up at all. Um, you know, and we have a party to go to, but I don't know if we're doing anything this Halloween. Um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I won't, I won't be here that weekend, um, before, cause I'll be in LA till Sunday, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I did just go to like a celebrity lookalike cocktail party and I went as Nicki Minaj. So <laughs> I, <see. laughs> I had a, I had a pink wig and fake eyelashes like really obnoxious ones and leopard dress it was awesome so very cool cool yeah so i i don't know i mean i guess i 
I'd probably figure out what to do with this pink wig that I have now <laughs> for Halloween and have to involve some kind of pink wig. Well, we went, uh, I went, I went as Luigi and my wife, wife went as Mario last year. So there are things, there are things we got to, something, something different here. That's cool. We had a birthday party for my kids once and it was a Mario, Luigi and princess party. Oh no. Oh, no. So when everybody showed up, they either got a red hat or a green hat, like a little, bib or something like that that was colored appropriately and then any girls that came because they were at an age where girls can still come to your birthday party right <laughs> they got you know a, a princess peach something or other so and so the the pictures are hilarious all these kids with their fake mustaches <laughs> and their luigi hats that you know were really cheap but yeah it actually turned out really good a bunch of kids awesome. running around boing boing <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Um, so uh, one other thing I did, and I, I didn't hear a whole lot back from you. Did you guys see the artwork I did for the podcast last month? Oh yeah, oh yeah, you sent a clip. I love that. I missed this. You better, I told it. You better go look at the the uh, IGDA TC. Oh oh right oh! Now. Wait, no, no. You're talking about the three Riker Picard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw that. I I had. I shared that on Facebook, actually. <laughs> okay. It turned out yeah. pretty good, I thought. For the little yeah. bit of effort I did, it worked out okay. Somebody, uh, gosh, I showed it to somebody, like, before I had sort of finalized it. And his comment was, what, no Riker without the beard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut up, You got nerd. a beard at one point, point? Shut up, nerd. Yeah, apparently. Oh. I think, well, in the early days... Wasn't he, it like the first couple seasons he didn't have a beard? Or did he always... Or he didn't have a full beard. He had like smaller facial hair. In the flashbacks. Maybe. There's a lot on there. All right. Other than that, um, uh, it was a lot on the community project efforts I've been doing, which I, I saved that for the last kind of because it goes into what happens last, last meetings. So uh, last meeting, which was earlier this month of October... Um, I presented again, would you call it a trifecta, third month in a row now of presenting something little little and quick? Yeah, it's uh, the it's it's the Ryan Foss user group. <laughs> <laughs> My efforts are just No, it's awesome. I think it's great what you're doing. But let's talk about me some more. <laughs> oh, I think it's fun, so it is interesting. I, I I threatened people if they didn't if they didn't actually ask me some questions I was going to force them to watch an episode of of Jersey Shore. <laughs> I got some questions. Um, I did want to talk quick about uh, this. Tori, were you there to see my laptop? I didn't see it. I didn't see it go down. Okay, so I, I know I talked last month about how like it was sort of hard. I, I hadn't prepared or thought right about my controller and the big screen and turning around and seeing my laptop with my presentation. So I felt a little bit weird. And so I thought ahead this time and I thought, aha, I'll bring a board and some clamps and I'll put my laptop on in front of connected to my controller. And so I put it on the podium, set it up, turned around. And, and while my back was turned, my laptop took a tumble right there in front of me. So this was at like a, you know, 550 or something like that, trying to set up so we could play. And my hope was that we'd be able to play, you know, the game that we've been making on the big screen. 
in there so everybody could see what we're playing and we could also just look at the monitor and then for my presentation I'd be able to look at my laptop um, and still have my controller there. But laptop took a tumble and although immediately I thought it was okay, it took me five minutes to realize that although the Windows screen was there and the frame of my screen is falling apart but the screen was okay but it, it wasn't taking any inputs and so when I rebooted it by pulling the battery um, it came up with hard drive error. Could not find could not find operating system. So the quick prognosis there was that the hard drive had uh, been impact challenged, and uh, so I made the quick call. And luckily, uh, Zach's netbook was able to to <laughs> two good reasons to have Dropbox as like a, a working resource is that. <laughs> presentation was there so thankfully that happened and the game was there so i was able to run the game on uh both the presentation get it on zach's computer and get the um the game running there too it worked out pretty decent it's sort of funny too because uh the we just had a meeting for the community project monday and we were talking about how many bugs we saw in the game when we were doing the demo and I said it's probably a factor of running it on a netbook where frame rate becomes more problematic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. So because our frame rate was potentially lower and a lot of these physics things aren't being pegged as often, sure. Um, they the bugs pop out more. So anyway, after the meeting, I got home and I went into the BIOS again for my laptop and you know a desperate effort to be able to get some sleep for the night and. I turned off fast booting, which is apparently a feature in the BIOS, and and, uh, and what do you know? It my laptop is back. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> so um, this this month's meeting, you know, the being able to play the game and with an audience and stuff failed. But hopefully, at, at the very least, next month I'll be there with it again <laughs> to play. I don't know if I'll be presenting or not. But um, come and play if you want. You'll be able to play the game unless I tumble that laptop or it just is <laughs> some sort of karma catching up with me to make it not possible. No, that's cool. That's cool. I'm yeah, glad but, your laptop is still alive. Yeah. yeah. It, it was an interesting, fun little story, I guess. I, I was sort of sad, but more just thrown off my game again by, you know, having to just make the presentation work. So, But I think I think it went pretty well, actually. Considering how badly oh, yeah. it could have gone. You know, yeah. Hi, guys. I cannot present anything. And there was not even a whiteboard in there for me to draw on. So. <laughs> that would have been awful. But I think the uh, I think the group did an awesome job, like, coming together, helping me out. Uh, helping out the group, I should say. Not me, but having the the meetings as a, as a driver, I think, is helpful. Because mm-hmm. uh, we did put some stuff in there and plan to put it in there to show progress for the for the month so those those improvements included um what we call, we're calling improved lock logic although in norm, our normal play testing it was better but in the demo it was pretty pretty bad <laughs> for bugs um and, and and talked a little bit about how that worked and then um an improved player jumping and running and shooting and some power-ups are in there and actually like interactive 2d player stuff so it uh it did okay so how many people are on your on the the team i guess um 
Uh, let's see. Well, I pointed at Martin because Martin shows up. Martin. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm spacing his last name. Red. What's that? Yeah, right. There we go. Because I work with a guy named Martin Thorne, which it's an awesome name for a British like secret <laughs> agent, and it turns out he's also British. Anyway, um, and a secret agent. And Who a knew? secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Martin shows up, but he really, I mean, other than just, you know, providing commentary, not commentary, but um, discussion. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like him there, because I do, I absolutely do, but um, let's see, it's it's Martin, kind of on the sidelines. Ryan is the main programmer developer, it's his idea, and then there's another guy, a gentleman named uh, Paul, who is a student, and um, he's helped some on some of the programming and some stuff. So, and then there's an, uh, another couple people that kind of pop in and out here or there, but they're not as regular as, as uh, Ryan and Paul. Oh, cool. I'm, I mess with what you've, what you've been to get together. Far. Yeah, it's, it's really awesome. And the, and the thing is with your base code, code, so many easy twe- tweaks to do, do. Uh, and and different, different style play that you can do that, that should, should be pretty, at least relatively, relatively easy to do. So that's that's all that I need. Yeah, actually, it's actually it's really interesting too because um, I don't know if you noticed Tori, but that like the background it had mm-hmm. like clouds and a pixelated Twin Cities. <laughs> yeah, as you yeah. climb the building, it kind of it parallaxes. So um, the city, there's two versions of the city that pull apart a little bit, and there's blimps that fly in the background. <laughs> um, you know, going for that sort of pixel look, yeah, it, yeah. and that was a lot of fun to like program. But then like deliver like okay here's a background and and the guy's like what what, what the hell do you mean what's this for <laughs> you gotta have a flying cherry spoon in the one in the background a flying cherry spoon done yeah no <laughs> I'm, writing that, I'm writing that down right next to, to go play zombie driver.com <laughs> most, most of that, that'll be a dtf like like we're stamp on it yeah yeah <laughs> i love it it's an amazing idea it's just wacky <laughs> enough to absolutely totally belong in there <laughs> um okay done so that'll happen <laughs> and then <laughs> we, you know the, the um hopping into like somebody else's project at least for me is is like i don't want to over dominate and do things everything my way yeah but but oftentimes like just rehashing a problem kind of from scratch is really useful for me. Sure. So I, I went and built a new version of the block falling algorithm that, um, and that was really interesting. So this just happened after the meeting, but you can actually now dial the uh, number of tiles to X by X or X by Y in height and, and, and whatnot. So we're going to try to integrate that. And I, I think we decided to throw out the old code, but um, we'll see what happens. So we can actually play around with somebody had suggested the idea of actually playing in the same field at the same time. Sure. Which might be kind of interesting. So yeah, I, I think that's worth exploring. Actually, is, is the idea that you could shoot out the floor underneath somebody. And the nice thing is, you know, you can have modes that don't work very well, but you, but you can just include them in case someone wants to try them out. Yeah, so no, I, I really want to see, from a gameplay standpoint, it might be fun, but it might not be a good game. But it right. might be really fun just to be there and do that, right? Right. And then you just need to capitalize on it. So yeah. that, that's one thing that I'm pretty sure I had talked about before is the interaction between, you know, a two-player game. It's one thing if you're playing, you know, the same game but separately, right? Right. 
Um, but if you can actually make the two interact in some way, it's it's better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's I think that might be a good way to try. We'll see what happens. Oh, and I tasked, I tasked. I'm doing quotes. Ryan to make it network to player. So <laughs> I don't know if he will or not, but over the interwebs. Oh wow! Oh wow! Be cool. Yeah, that way we play test at the same time and stuff. Um, it's cool. cool. It's very easy to task somebody with something like that. So, <laughs> so I did that. I did the hard part. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my presentation. Um, and I was actually really happy to see these guys, the main presenters uh, at the uh, IGDATC meeting again. Um, is it Gravic? Is that how they yeah. pronounce it? Yeah. yeah. So Gravic Games in Minnesota, which is a combination of their their last names. Which I don't know their last names. But they're Matt and Ty. And they presented um, a whole bunch of stuff. So it was basically games, 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 sales numbers, in-app purchasing ideas, and then they demoed a new game that they're working on that'll be out, I guess, relatively quickly. It's called Jump Dudes. So, And Gravik is sort of... They, they are a mild, a little success story in a way because they made a iPhone game in like and published it in like 2008 or 2009 and it was skee-ball and so they originally came out with like I think it was titled like 10 balls or something mm. no. 10 balls 5 holes I can't remember what it, was. <laughs> it was it was really a title like that and uh somehow they got the skee-ball license for the name and when they did that they 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 have a lot of in previous meetings they they put up a number of how many hours have been played in skee ball on the iPhone and it was incredible. I mean they've literally killed hundreds of people in time just alone. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they like I said, mild um mild success story in that it's it's done very well for them and that's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's never that have that kind of thing in Minnesota. Yeah, and they're, Definitely. it sounds like they're growing, too, because they were yeah. looking for... Uh, they're moving their offices. Um, they're looking for a programmer. They've got some other stuff in the works. They've hired an artist. It's an interesting uh, dynamic. Yeah. So, uh, I, well, Tori, I know you were there. J- Jackie, I know you missed it. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's... I was, like, triple booked that evening, but... Yeah, and I haven't had the... I don't have the video out yet, so... I know. But, I was going to harass you about that. Yeah. It was really interesting, though, to see how the kind of different tactics they've used for um, money generating schemes for their games, um, or monetization of them, and especially trying to trying to show how they dealt with a game that wasn't made uh, to have post-sale monetization, but they've kind of built it in and learning, learning from that and applying it to the new games that they're coming up. Yeah, it was really interesting because, uh, okay, so when the game came out, you know, 2009-ish or whatever, it was basically just uh, pay to buy and then you own it. And the new the new hotness, I'd say, in mobile games is kind of the in-app purchase thing. Right. So they've actually changed Skee-Ball a little bit to include some in-app purchasing. And so they presented some really interesting slides and numbers, or not numbers, I wouldn't say. They didn't say numbers, but they showed the difference between their ad revenue of here's what was interesting is so the game used to be pay only. It used to be 99 cents and they re- released a free version um, 
that includes ads. And so the ad revenue from the free version is, is far exceeding their revenue from the sale version, which was, was really interesting to a lot of people in the audience. They were wondering how that could possibly be. Um, that makes sense, though, actually, because, I mean, more people would be willing to... Well, it also depends on, like, how they're getting paid for for the ads. Like, yep. Yeah, they did They did break that down a little bit, too, and I, I cannot remember the chart, but they had it, and maybe, Tori, you can refresh my memory, but they, they broke it out into this, you know, our money is earned this percentage from banner ads versus full-page ads versus, and they had that. What was the big chunk? Do you remember what the big chunk was? I I don't remember what I that was. I think that was like the just typical ads like on Angry Birds on Android where it just sort of is there on the on it's always on there. I yeah. Think, I think that's how it is. But um I know that their free app of Ski Ball was in like number two spot in the iTunes marketplace for a couple days. And that's a pretty big deal. So And it was also cool to hear how they were um kind of arguing with their publisher in ways to kind of minimize or you know the intrusion of ads in their game and uh so that you know they kind of kind of came to some agreements because i think the publisher originally wanted to have um one of those full screen ads every time you you know did something and they managed to bring it down to once every three times so it's cool to see that i mean literally they're losing profits doing that but you know someone could argue that but it is cool to see that they're they're still trying to strike a balance between having a time in a, time in a game and, and still making money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they. I think they they do come across really good that way as developers. As they. Yeah. You know, they got to get paid, but yeah, they're not being really obtrusive or yeah greedy about it. Yeah. To say or overly greedy in a way that I don't know. I can't. I can't really put it into words. But like every once in a while, you play this game and you're just like, oh, puke. This game is built. So that I'll pay you money, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like I don't want to play you, and that's you know partially the whole developer mindset is like I see why you did that, um, maybe, but it seems like they're trying to to put a nice you know balance on that, which yeah. actually got me thinking in a lot of ways, um, which is something I didn't mention is bleeps and in, in my you know what we've been doing or whatever, but there's been a substantial amount of work there on our team just trying to get like an art pipeline established. But additionally on the side, I've been talking with, with Rob about potential alternative ideas to the modernization yeah. that were kind of inspired by, by graphics presentation actually. Cause um, to, to put it in light a little bit for, for Jackie and any of the listeners who, who hadn't seen the presentation, um, what they did is with Ski Ball. So the Ski Ball originally came out as a ninety-nine cent app and the dollar ninety-nine app on the iPad when the iPad came out. Um, it was a you know a sale for money game, and then they added in-app purchases and tickets. So just like Ski Ball in general, you you win tickets right when you play Ski Ball, and you can trade those tickets in for virtual prizes. You know, and, and I was curious, and so I asked them actually during the presentation, and they said it's it's kind of like a virtual shelf that you win a teddy bear on and you buy it with tickets and put it on your shelf. And they were sort of surprised that the in-app purchases of tickets actually is, 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 is a good money maker in that, mm. in, in that game, in the free version, you know, having more people see it, people are, are willing to pay a couple bucks for some tickets. And it's their opinion that 
in that game that you know they kind of jammed on this idea after the fact and it wasn't really designed up front with that in mind um is that they had a couple things and one was like a ball skin yeah, yeah that's right so the ball that you play in ski ball you can somehow change it i'm not exactly sure but it's just if it's textures or particles or or what it actually changes what the ball looks like and then another add-on that like added streaks or something like that. So I, it's their opinion that those are the ones that people are really spending their dollars on to get tickets to get the game. So, and, and I, and I, that, that's also an interesting point. And you, it's very similar to what you're saying, but I think they, I think they made a great point saying that, saying that they're finding that there's, there's a lot more success um, buying tickets and having people use that get, get use that get tickets and more content versus just having more, having more content like. They, they get a lot more money, or whatever. Um, um, people doing just as, just as to buy, like an expansion instead of just having an expansion. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's better for people to get tickets to that to purchase an expansion than straight up straight up buy an expansion. Yeah, I thought that you, that really was inspiring to me actually, and that's what I kind of pitched to Rob is that I was talking to him about like that idea that instead of like actually buying add-on levels or something, you just buy tickets or whatever that are equivalent to the cost of, you know, getting those levels. And if you happen to decide to get those, you know, that's fine. And you also get, you also earn them through gameplay. I think that that's an interesting concept. I thought they did an awesome job of, of relaying that information too. Yeah, I agree. I'm super sad. I missed this now and I can't wait to see the video, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, uh, it takes me a while. I apologize. It's hard to find the time, especially when you're, you know, head deep in paper mache and balloon flower water. <laughs> the last five nights or whatever, I'll do what I can. It, it, <laughs> it was a it was a it was a good it was a good meeting. Oh, um, I did I did send Lynn or Lynn Liz in my place. So, oh, she had you know not to jump back. She had some great ideas for like. I pegged the group for when I was doing the presentation on like some ideas for power ups and and she had some good some good like corporate culture kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when I got home, I scrambled to like remember some of them and uh, Martin was nice enough to actually I mentioned in the meeting like I hope somebody's taking notes and I hadn't realized but he actually started. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> and so he, he emailed cool. everybody the notes, which was yeah great. That was awesome. I was just planning on when I edited the video, just doing it then. But it it is. I I made the point of trying to like repeat every idea into the microphone, so I'd for sure be able to hear it. If you watch the video and it seems weird, like why I'm just saying strange things into the mic, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, and the, and that's it's really responded uh, really well to that presentation, the the one that you did. And, yeah, and, uh, I got you know for being as you know laptopless as I was, it uh, <laughs> it. Uh, it did go really well, yeah. It's funny, too, because, like, the PowerPoint, it had to be converted, and we just did it quick with Google Docs. Mm-hmm. And um, it it didn't display quite the same. Um, so some of the stuff didn't in the presentation didn't show up or whatever. But I was still happy that it just worked. So. Yeah, yeah, well done, well done, well done. Anyway, um, I don't remember how that, like, got spun off. But um, one of the, the other interesting things, graphic displayed was a a chart about their they don't have the license 
of Skee-Ball on Android yet, and so they're hoping to get it. But at at the moment, they've released, and I can't remember what it was called. It was called like Arcade Ball or something like that. It was it was, it was Arcade Ball, yeah. And um, it's in the in the um, the Amazon or not? I'm sorry, not the Amazon. Although it might be in the Amazon market, I don't think it is yet. But it is in the Android app market. So um, I have yet to check that out. But uh, they did relay some of the sales numbers and stuff about that as well. Which isn't as big as iPhone, which is typically what you'll find out of people talk, comparing the two. But um, so all of that came together, and what I think was really their 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 way of saying, "Hey, look at this game idea we have. What do you guys think?" Um, and that was Jump Dudes. And um, it's funny because up until that point, like the back of my head, I was going, "Oh gosh, this is where the mobile developer thinks they have a great idea. They call it Jump Dudes." And release it, nobody notices. But uh, I don't know, Tori. What do you think? You know, I, th- I think it looked pretty fun, actually. Yeah, it, and it, uh, I'd like to try it. I think I think it's only for iOS so far, if I recall. I mean, at least, but but. Right. Um, well, that's their first their first target because that's where the money is. But um, they're developing in Unity, and they've previously switched development between, you know, iOS and Android. So sure. they they did hint at Android, but. Um, I would suspect that if it's successful on iOS, that's when yeah. they really do it. So, so Jump Dudes, although having a very generic name, I thought, they do spell dudes different, which is almost detrimental in a way, I think, maybe, perhaps. They spell it D-E-W-D-S, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump Dudes. But, but the idea is actually pretty cute, and so it's this really great cartoony style with a whole bunch of you know dudes being these little like round monsters, almost plush toy, angry birds-ish type things, um, with all sorts of different themes from pirate to zombie to to devilish to, you know, skeleton. And they all have different skills. And the objective is that you have this like platform on the bottom of the screen and there's a mountain in the background, a volcano that spits out mm-hmm. uh, coins. coins and rocks and other power-ups. And you need to catch the coins. And if they hit anything hits the ground, it damages the ground, and eventually the ground will break. And there's lava under the ground, so if, then if you fall into the lava, you get burned. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I can attest to this because it took me. I think I played for two minutes and I got burned like four times. I I was not good at this game. Just not good at it. You know, I was interested. How are the controls on that? Because you, you tilt it from side to side, right? Isn't that? Yeah, you do tilt it from side to side, and you tap to jump. So certain characters have like double jump, and there's you can if you land on the wall, you can actually or the you know the side of the window, you can actually increase your jump off the side. So you can um, jump around. I was not very good at playing the game, so it it seemed really horrible to me because I just kept dying. But <laughs> I, I, I don't really mean that. It, it, it just, I just would need more practice. But a couple other people were doing much better than me. But um, it, it has a really, really cute style to it. It's, it's, you know, it's got these things about it that are definitely winner, in my opinion. So. Yeah, that art was great, I, I got to say. I was impressed by the art a lot. Yeah, it was inspiring, actually. I was like, wow, that stuff looks really great, and yet it's so simple. It's what's really good about like nice 2D art like that, too. Yeah. 
So you're able to capture a lot of like character. Yeah. And the in the end I think that okay, so this is that whole like idea of using tickets for buying or purchasing stuff instead of in app purchases directly, like buying characters or hats or something. So what happens is you collect a certain number of coins and you earn and these coins then are converted into rubies. Mm-hmm. And then these rubies are what you use to actually buy characters and levels and stuff. Does is, is that make sense, what they presented? Yep, yeah. And so you could play a whole bunch and just constantly earn rubies and eventually, you know, get things, I guess. Um, or you could buy in-app purchase rubies. And then these rubies can be used to do all sorts of stuff. So they presented a number of ideas on ways people could spend the rubies, which, uh, like, you know, a double experience day or a power-up or, or stronger ground for a day power-up. Stuff yeah. like that, which I thought was consumables. Awesome ideas. Yeah, consumables. It was really interesting. Is that So if you wanted to earn better in rubies, you could spend rubies to help you earn rubies. I thought <laughs> it was pretty interesting, actually. It's, it's a very beta, though, I guess. They kept saying, like, Oh yeah, well, there's a couple bugs, and I was like, "What were the bugs? Did you catch any of the bugs?" Anyway, yeah, it was well done. No, it was, it was. Yeah, they brought the iPad to the after bar and and handed it out, and a number of people were able to play it. Very cool. Yeah, literally, it took me about 15 seconds to fall into the lava, <laughs> <laughs> and after like my third time, like finally just. Handed it off to uh, to Ryan, the, the the developer on the community project game. Sure. And uh, he didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we've been we've been toying around with this like idea of talking about achievements, and um, I, I I think it'd be an interesting one to talk about from especially from like a developer perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, everybody knows. You know, achievements unlocked from Xbox, and I don't know if that's where they came from or spawned from. I wouldn't necessarily think so, but um, they have been obviously successful in that and emulated in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what do you guys think about achievements? I I like achievements for the most part. I think some of them are dumb, <laughs> but some of them can be. I mean, when done well, they can be quite clever. Um, and I like that there's different layers of achievements. So there's like the ones where like the, the one from the Reddit that you linked that was like, you started a new game. Like there's like those achievements, but then there's also like you killed this beast on the hardest possible setting types of achievements. So, you know, I don't know. It allows, I guess, you know, it's maybe I've been reading a lot about Gen X, so forgive me about being a generationalist, but like (laughs) it's so typical of the millennials to need achievements. There, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Need your rewards. Tickets tickets at the uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I personally achieve achievements. And, and, but but I'll, I'll only go nuts so about the games that I, that I really dig. Um, but in par- particularly 
the ones I'm particularly tra- attracted to are ones that make you play play a game in a different a different way, or make you experience the game the game that you might not experience experience before. And think think um um there's I may have mentioned this before, but there's a studio that makes um actually just handheld games called Half Studio Studios, and they did they made um uh Swipe Ninja and, and uh, Age of Zombie and stuff like that. But they have have a, have a great way of using achievements to have you play the game in a different way. Like usually you're trying to win the game, but they have a lot of achievements where you're actually actively trying to lose it in a certain way. Um, like this one game, it's an achievement called Swoosh, where you jump down. If you kill yourself by jumping down the very first hole, you actually get the achievements. It's really hard to do it because you have to time it just right because it's a running game. Um, so the game is always moving. You can't just can't just go up to, go up to the right spot. You just have to time it just right so that you kill yourself. You know that's counterintuitive to a game that we're supposed to run as fast and as far as you can. That's funny. So is it, yeah, there's an achievement like that in Portal Two. Oh yeah, well, oh yes. Where you just follow the instructions to jump in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. So I think the... I have. I think yeah. I have that achievement. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that achievement yeah. Um, yeah, love that. Yeah, love... I'm, I'm warm and cold on them. Games that I really love or like, you know, while I'm playing. I, I, I do enjoy achievements because they, they give you more insight into things to try. Yeah. Um, so from a game player perspective, I, I appreciate them in that way. But I also like make it a point to never look at the achievements ahead of time. Oh, gotcha. Be, because, right. I, because I want to role play to a certain extent. And part of that role playing, you know, in a game where it's like, um, well, let me just throw out Mass Effect, the first one, for instance. Not necessarily in achievements, but in gameplay is that all these side quests would come up, and I'm trying to save the the universe. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to make like be the arbitrator between somebody who's pregnant and they're having a <laughs> dispute. Yeah. And I'm honestly like, get the hell away from me. I'm saving the universe. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't have time to talk about your baby. And so right. I, every side quest that popped up, I'm like, no, I'm role-playing. You know? I'm like, I don't have time for that. There's no benefit other than maybe experience or whatever. But I'm like, I gotta get to the get to the business. It's like, listen up, jerks! The Reapers are coming. Like... Yeah. Well, shut up. <laughs> problems about your your marital status or whatever. I don't get crap. <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, I mean, so I feel that like hyper focus on achievements can be a negative, but that also is a negative for me, but not necessarily for somebody else who is enjoying a game for a different reason. You know, my second playthrough of like. Dead Space 2, for instance, that's when I actually look at the achievements and see, oh, if I kill 15 things with this weapon, then it's time to do it. I'm also, I'm also unless there's just one, I'm not a fan of secret achievements. Um, oh, I really don't like secret achievements either. The only, think, the only way they're okay is if they kind of happen during a normal playthrough. True, true yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with the game having, game having one, but when they have like seven, seven, I think that's... Yeah. Then, then you're just going to go Wikipedia and then point, point. Exactly, right? That's kind of pointless. I remember Grand Theft Auto came out and I totally enamored. Was it Grand Theft Auto 4? The one that uh, Xbox uh, 360. And I looked up those and there's a number of secret achievements. And I was like, what the hell are they doing? Why would you do this? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I get it when you earn them from just playing the normal story. but right. And I'm fine with that. Funny, actually, looking for articles to discuss achievements because one of the particular things I was trying to find was how game developers use achievements to do metrics or anything like that with gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
was lots and lots of links of how to get your gamer score up. <laughs> so there's websites and, and numerous articles dedicated to play this game and you'll get a thousand gamer score if you do this, this and this, and it'll take you three hours or something That's like that. That's really funny. Well I well I've heard of stuff like that where they're like just some terrible game, game they'll give it a really really high gamer score just so people buy the buy the game. And then Yeah, I wonder how much market there actually is in that because you bar uh like uh, My Little Pony Horse Adventures, yeah, <laughs> a thousand games hey, for it. I like My Little Pony, <laughs> but don't even, right? Don't even think, diss. But do you think? Don't even diss. No, I'm not dissing. Don't even diss. You're dissing. I'm not dissing. I'm questioning whether a marketing strategy that says let's give them easy gamer score actually means that a whole bunch of these people are going to run out and get it. <laughs> yeah, but then they might like My Little Pony, well, like might, because now buy the plushies and the the plastic. Right. Right. Because, you know, otherwise they wouldn't have maybe bought My Little Pony and they wouldn't have realized how awesome ponies are. Because ponies are pretty awesome. Pony corns. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, one of the, the things I've heard, and I, I remember hearing this back in, like, relation to um, what was it? Assassin's Creed, I believe it was. And they were able to, to tell how much, like, people have... The number of people that start the game, how many actually complete it. And there's mm-hmm. a percentage there, right? And you can uh, actually get that statistic from achievements. Like you could tell that this person, sure, you know, they got the five-point achievement that says you started a game, right? But did they ever get anything more than that? So there, if if they truly can get statistics out of achievements, an achievement that says you started a game is a good metric to have to see how many people started and never got anything else ever. True. Right. Yeah, yeah so for sure. If you end up with 25% of people start the game, get that five points and never anything more, then there's something wrong maybe at the beginning of your game. Maybe. True. True. So from a metric standpoint or a, you know an information standpoint, I can really see a number of those, at least story mode or whatever, achievements, along with like specific hardcore ones to find out how many people actually go for these like ludicrous ones. Mm-hmm. And um, one, one of the, the ones that I found that was just absolutely ridiculous, at least on Xbox Live, and I don't know if it's true on PC or the, um, are they called? Oh, uh, trophies on PS3 is Portal 2. Um, there's, there's Professor Portal. Have you guys seen this achievement? Mm-mm, no. And so Professor Portal is you beat the co-op with somebody else and then you beat the co-op again with somebody who's never played Portal 2 co-op yet. And that's a really, really, really strange achievement. For That achievement actually makes a lot of sense, though. But it doesn't at all because that's a puzzle game. So now you're running through this game of puzzles that you've already beat with somebody who's never done it before. Right. Like leading them through, oh, here's how you solve it. So you're sort of ruining the experience for them versus like... Not necessarily because it's like you could be like, hey, I'm going to bring my mom over and we're going to run and introduce somebody to a game that may not have ever thought of playing the game before and then finding that they're really entertained by it. It's really smart, actually. Viral viral marketing. So you're taking a you're taking an experienced gamer 
and with somebody who's maybe never seen the game before, more li- more likely than not, it's going to be somebody probably less experienced than them. That that's smart, true. But and that same sort of idea came to my head, like when I saw what it was, because when I played that game, me and Zach uh, went, we we played it and we beat the co-op, and then I went through and played, you know, half of it with my son Aiden, just local. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's a lot of fun. But that achievement, it's like, does it actually count? If it's just like, how do you know that you've now introduced your mom to it and earned that achievement? You know, I don't know if how you count that. I, I I'm like on the fence of that being a good one versus a bad one. But I think it's a good one. I think, I think it's, it's a way to get because you're you're taking somebody who's already played through the co-op, so they already know everything, right? Mm-hmm. And they're already they're excited enough to or they're achievement whoring like <laughs> they, they need to they need to um you know have every achievement so they find somebody that probably wouldn't have played the game otherwise or played co-op otherwise and i mean some of them are going to be people that have already you know but yeah i think it's smart that's a smart achievement in my opinion i like it i like it Gearb actually actually had somewhat of a weird one um, as well for Border Borderlands. You, you, it was an achievement where you could only get it if you were playing with someone that had played one of the one of the developers when they would randomly. Yeah. Or or you were listening with someone who had played with one of the developers. So it was like it was like one like one of those you know virus virus things. Yep. Um. So oh, yeah. It was, Bacon. was it called Kevin Bacon? <laughs> it should have been. Yeah. I so know that, that was bizarre. Grand Theft Auto had that, where if you killed one of the developers and then oh, you killed somebody nice. that had the achievement, oh, then you got, got the you. achievement. So it's oh, sort of that, cool. yeah. Yeah, I remember the first time I ever really went online with the Xbox was with that game, and I played some, like, literally it was a bunch of idiots just driving around in a car shooting, and apparently I killed somebody that had that achievement. And I'm like, <laughs> ooh, what's that? Kill a developer? <laughs> What? Did I kill the developer? No way. I I was like really thinking, what are the chances that I did that? <laughs> and looked it up, and of course, it was just somehow Daisy chained down. That was, I thought that was pretty smart too. It's like a virus. It is. It is pretty cool, actually. So, uh, achievements are something that I think are just about everywhere now. I mean, yeah. it's hard to think of a game that doesn't have, you know, that's made today you know when you think about it you think about these ways for achievements and and like something like angry birds doesn't have achievements exactly but it does have that three star thing that kind and, of and easter eggs the golden golden eggs i should say yeah i mean those are i mean but that's more of the classic game like you know achievements is like let's just spell it out and you know but they're very much very similar at least in my head oh i agree agree absolutely so, Jackie, is your game going to have achievements? It is. It will, yes. It will have achievements. I know that when we were making, me, we, I mean, uh, battery-powered games, uh, we're making Deadly Chambers. Achievements is something that we built in. And those achievements are only local to that game. I mean, they're not, you know, shared by a game center or or uh, what's the flurry or what's the other one? That's oh, like, Open Faint. Open faint, yeah, they're not supported in any of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I thought it was an interesting addition to that game to, like, suggest things for you to try within the game. 
Yeah, that's yeah. how I took it. So one is like pistol whipped or something where you just have to kill everything only with the pistol. You know, those those sort of things I think are are like really good for that. Like suggest ways to the player for them to do things that they might not try otherwise. Oh, absolutely agree. And, and, I, I, and I got quite a few of those, those demons in that game, by the way. In Deadly Chambers? Yeah. Yeah. I got them all. Well, you better. Yeah. yeah. I played a lot of that game when we were developing it, actually. And it, you know, I know we talked about it last month about like living in the cloud or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. your saves and stuff. Yeah. I will admit that like I got the new phone and the new Deadly Chambers on there, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't have any of the guns and <laughs> yeah that that is the one thing that I think is the most frustrating is like you, your achievements are generally stuck on the machine you achieved them on so if your achievements unlocked anything then you have to do it all over again and to this day I still haven't reinstalled or I think they ought to be installed themselves, but I, was, but I have not played any again since I, since I uh, wiped, my, wiped my phone and, and lost all my, all my stars, and I put so much time into it, but I don't want to get it again. Right. Who can blame you? Well, you had your fun there, though, you know? Well, there's new levels out now, but I don't even start. start. I know that's pretty, that's pretty pathetic. I know that's, that's pathetic. You know. that's, that's one of the interesting things, actually, too, about the mobile space now, is that... Um, games can be completely different when you actually come back to them a few months later. Like one game I was just loved it. It was called Zombieville on the iPad, on the iPhone. Or the, the, and I had it on my touch. And literally all it is is you walk left or right and you shoot and every time you kill a zombie you get some money. And Have you guys ever played Zombieville? Yeah. I, I, I couldn't figure out why I was doing doing it, so I stopped doing it. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I just challenged myself to see how far I could get a couple times, uh, and, you know, you could sink an hour into that, and then it's that same sort of thing like a tower defense game in a way, for me. Sure. Is that, like, sure. I just want to challenge the system, see how far I can get in the system, learn from it, and see if I can get farther. And then once that kind of plateaus, that's when it's sort of like, okay, for me. But um, that, that game, I thought was really interesting, and then um, I go my son actually goes back to it and it's been updated. And now you have like somebody that runs around with you and you get to pick your character and they changed all these things about it in an interesting way. But, but the idea that this game that I had before that was this sort of simplistic thing still kind of is, I guess, if you pick that character, but now you've got all these additional choices to it. The game literally has changed, you know, out from under me. Sure. Yeah. Um, for better or worse, you know, whatever. Right? Just that whole, like, idea that things aren't necessarily as static as they used to be. And the same is true of Angry Birds, because I know I was playing it, and then all of a sudden there's more levels. And I swear I had done them all. And then there was just a hell of a lot more. Almost any time you see it's got an update, they're actually pumping more levels in. Oh, they got to have a lot. Yeah. So my wife still plays it every night, but she hasn't had to reset her phone, so... and my wife did not care for it at all I actually didn't really get into it at all I I have Rio oh yeah but I don't know so um, one of the articles I found to hop back on achievements um, was, was how they're being used 
all over the place, actually, in potentially stranger ways or ways that you may not have thought. And I and I remember seeing this thing to, to jump on a tangent real quick about like in the future you'll get earn experience points for brushing your teeth. Oh yeah, oh, that's okay. uh, Jesse Jesse Shell's keynote from a yeah. few years ago. Yeah. And that idea is interesting. Like, and I've read articles too about teachers. They don't give grades; they give experience. Which might yeah. equate to grades at the end, but instead of like trying to get you know whatever they're going on little quests and earning ach- earning experience points as they go. But um, one article I found was a, f- a photography program, just a, a a program for taking pictures, and you know on the iPhone that I don't know adds sparkles to your pictures or something like this. I didn't really understand, but you actually get achievements for. Uh, doing a variety of things and taking photos. And I think some of them were like GPS, you know, like an achievement for taking two pictures that are five miles apart within an hour or something like that. (laughs) You know, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Well, like Zappos, you know, the, the shoe Mm -hmm. place, um, their VIP, like their VIP, program which really isn't vip it just means you get free shipping but um (laughs) the they have like a a level and and badges and leaderboards and stuff but i honestly like don't know why i care about that but i have um i'm level five (laughs) and i have 200 points and i have I have uh, I have these three badges, and I don't, I don't know why. I have the <laughs> I'm special badge, which has a unicorn on it, and and the adventure. No, a regular unicorn. Okay. And um, the adventure badge, which looks like the Sagittarius icon, and then Big Jim, which is some kind of lobster. <laughs> and I honestly don't even know why I have badges. So, um, yeah, it's a really confusing, not really a game thing. I really have no idea. It's, but I I see this happen a lot, um, where they try to gamify something and it's like, I, I don't, I don't need a game to buy shoes. Like I'm not, I don't need to be on the leaderboard for (laughs) shoe purchasing. Um, because I just, I just want some cute shoes. I don't. I don't need the meta experience of shoe shopping. Like in and of it's itself, working it's good though. enough. I mean, some people though. I don't know. Maybe. But I know. I, I know. I, mean, I know what you mean. You know, if you find the right kind of person that that's really into shoes, say already, here's an extra reason to go hog crazy at this particular store versus somebody else. Who knows? Do you think there's danger in turning people people off? Uh, with that kind of stuff, I, th- I, that's a that's a great question. I think that it's also incredibly ignorable. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sure. you know, do you actually have a Target card or a or a Super America gas card, you know, or whatever they ask you to sign up for? Right. I'm, I'm sure there's some store that you go to and you're just like, ah, it's not worth the trouble. Right. Even though, even uh, though you get three percent back. Yeah, my Talbots card, and I use that a lot. I like being a a black label. Talbot's card member and getting points. But like I get, you know, twenty five bucks back. Like for I don't know, 
must be like every couple hundred dollars I spend. So it's nice in that um, I can actually use those. And I like Talbots, so it works out. But like I skip most of those. I, I've been min-maxing my airline miles, though. <laughs> I, will admit to, I will admit to that. Um been kind of playing that game a little bit. I'm so close to like premier status on United because I took that trip to Africa. So like, <laughs> even though it's not a direct flight to LA, I'm still flying United because it will bring me to premier status. So next year I will be like, yeah, I'm balling. Like you know, like, yeah. like kind of, but yeah. Do you, do you get us get us all sold something? You got to be upgraded to first class or business class or something, right? You get yeah, and you can like bring on a free bag, and like you don't have to pay for bags. Oh, oh gotcha. Just worthwhile because I always have to bring a like I always have to check a bag because I have like hairspray and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's expensive being a girl. <laughs> so I, I have a quick little funny story about traveling, actually, um, which I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> um, when I first started working and traveling for work, um, I think it was like my second trip. I had to go to DC or was it, it was East coast somewhere. And it happened that I landed at a layover with some other, like a group of like 12 kids, college kids. And at the time I was just out of college and because a number of the people I worked with back then, when you flew, they would give you paper vouchers for upgrades to first class. Mm. And so if you were, if you flew a lot, you'd end up with these paper vouchers that you just held on to and you'd go and you'd turn them in when you were getting on the plane and they'd put you in first class if they had room. Well, everybody in, in the department I worked in had these vouchers and they all expired like <laughs> relatively quickly. They just happened to expire. So I had a number of them. So anyway, the reason I mentioned all these kids is they were actually traveling to Amsterdam. And my flight, I wasn't even able to use the first class. And so uh, happened to, like, they walked in, and I was in the middle of a table at, just at, the bar, at a bar waiting and having a beer. And, and so I moved tables, and they, they, they started chatting to me. And I said, here, you know, here flying to Amsterdam. Try to see if you can get these to work. And I gave them, like, five upgrade to first class things that all my – co-workers had given me that expired in like three days nice. and um so the, these kids i doubt they were able to get first class upgrades but they had the tickets and they must have bought me like six beers <laughs> we just chummed out there and i had like an hour hour and a half before my my flight i've never been so drunk and had to pee so bad <laughs> on a plane before in my life and to the point where i will never do that again <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That is funny. Yeah, so achievements, pretty awesome. <laughs> we like them. <laughs> know that uh, Scientology, of all the religions out there, it actually has a leveling system in it. That's right. That's right. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is but true. But it does have secret achievements, which pisses me off, so yes. I'm not, not going to go there. <laughs> We're so getting sued. <laughs> Sue me. I dare you. Sue me. They will. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the South Park? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, at the very end, he's like, sue me, I dare you. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, it, there is something human nature about it. And, you know, mentioning the get experience for brushing your teeth thing. And 
and achievements fall into that same sort of thing. You're getting that, you know, somebody might not care to go, you know, kill a dozen rats. They get the experience and the gold out of rats somehow to, you know, get the bigger swords. They can go kill bigger things to earn more experience, um, et cetera, et cetera. Achievements kind of fit that, that, that desire of, of earning, I think as well. And the additional thing that I really like about it that I know we've already touched on is is the way of suggesting to the player alternative ways of or additional ways of playing the game. Yeah. And one of my favorites is the one where it says, uh, like if there's, say, 15 or 10 character classes or something, mm-hmm. and it will suggest um, in order to earn this achievement, you have to try and perform this task with every character mm-hmm. and um borderlands um had an achievement like that where it's earned level five with every character oh yeah yep and so i i actually really in, enjoyed that game and it's the only game i have a thousand gamer score on ever on xbox um and and i did that purposefully and I think that that's sort of a smart one to make you actually go and try something that maybe you don't normally try. They they actually Borderlands lands pretty good job with their achievement. Achievement gotta say, gotta say. They Zach put it great is that it's the brilliant game that if you like to shoot things and watch numbers come out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It doesn't make any sense, but if you like to watch numbers come out of things when you attack them, that game can definitely it's got your it's got a hook in you. So, so I was just going to say... Why do people enjoy shooting things and watching numbers come out of them? Well, it's the same thing as running an RPG or whatever and watching numbers fall out of them. I remember, was it Final Fantasy II on the Nintendo or Super Nintendo? I can't remember which. And the the numbers would, like, fall and bounce on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> right? In this, like, horrible pixelated fashion. But I remember just thinking, that's awesome! <laughs> That's funny because I never pay attention to that stuff ever. I don't. It's really funny that you say that. Well, I mean, back in that era of gaming, that sort of thing was was different and new, you know. Yeah. I don't watch the numbers. Not a. Oh, although I I will say though, um, in. I think I can talk about this. Like in the old Republic, the way there's no combat log at the moment in the beta. So I actually have to watch the numbers because I can't go back and look and oh, see. No. Um, Cause every once in a while I'll go back and check, like, did I do more damage doing this or did I not? But um, the class that I'm playing is like a DPS class that has really big crits. And that's kind of <laughs> exciting because it's like really big. Like when you crit, it's like this huge, big number and you're like oh okay <laughs> makes you feel good i hit you for a lot <laughs> <laughs> yep. it's the but, you 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 pulled the arm just the right way on that slot machine you've got super <laughs> skills yeah it's just luck like it's that's what's frustrating about crits yeah actually those are some of the uh like interesting skill trees you know they're they're often in games and Borderlands had some really interesting ones. But uh, Dead Island had a number of them, at least on the character I picked, that were specific to increasing your chance of getting critical hits. Um, and I thought that was kind of interesting. 
And, uh, you know, we have to remember the, the jobs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, since big, last nice big pause. Yes, we lost, we've lost Mr. Jobs. <laughs> it's it's funny. Martin, a couple weeks, came on to the um, – why can I not think of his last name? Grit, 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 gritter. Martin Gritter came on to the uh, community chat a couple weeks ago, and it was recent after Steve Jobs had passed. And I, in my normal fashion, was being kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I so I like said, that. have you ever seen that video where Bill Gates pops into the keynote of, of Microsoft and says, I'm here to save the day, bitches? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I went on YouTube. It's from 1997. It's like right around the time when the, um, what was the, the weird Macs that ended up on desktops everywhere? It became like a big thing. Oh, the Emacs? Yeah, right, exactly, oh. Emacs. You know, those ugly, like, see-through Macintosh computers? That... Oh, Imacs. Those were Imacs. Imacs. Oh, oh. They were just... Oh. Emacs is an editor. So, oh. <laughs> so, anyway, there was, a, there was a, a thing where Steve Jobs was doing a presentation, and then he was talking excitedly about a new partnership, and it was specific with Microsoft and Microsoft Office and stuff. And then, bam, the thing pops up to a live feed of Bill Gates sitting there. <laughs> And the audience goes, boo! <laughs> and Bill Gates proceeds to explain how he's there to save you bitches. <laughs> Which is not at all what he says. <laughs> but that, <laughs> that's how I'm like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, Apple's success is basically attributed to Bill Gates. <laughs> wow. That's funny. I said I was being a dick. I don't actually believe that. It is interesting, the idea of, of Mac. Mac was, you know, obviously had its, or Apple, I should say, not Mac. Um, and, and Steve did do his his business to bring that company back around. So he does give a lot of, get a lot of credit in my book for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> just the idea that, that teaming up with Microsoft is what saved them kind of <laughs> tickles me a little bit. <laughs> totally distorted truths but i like spreading those so we do have a a very specific achievement we've just unlocked which i think is awesome you guys know what i'm talking about the double digits oh two achievements all right well the one i was specifically mentioning was that we got a fan letter Uh, oh yeah yeah. fan letter we got a fan letter for the podcast so i'm gonna shout back and call him by name adam schumacher thank you for your letter he is from South Sioux Falls. Dakota. Yes, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Shout out. So thanks, Adam. So Yes, thank you, Adam. That's awesome. The, uh, an achievement for that. And in my head, the noise is playing right now. <laughs> I can. I've just beamed it into the podcast. And let, let us know game, games you're working because we'll, we'll give you a shout out because you're local you're not on the coasts. That's, that's, that's what I say. Yeah, that's well, I like that. Sioux South Dakota. The Dakotas are basically. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cold. Ouch! Like I don't think the South Dakota people want to be Minnesotan. Oh really? Yeah. Don't I don't. Isn't that like how it works with states? Or is it just like the Minnesota Wisconsin IR and the Wisconsin Illinois IR and the Minnesota Iowa IR? Like I don't. There's got yeah. some probably Dakota Minnesota stuff of the same ilk, but I'm not as aware of it as I am like Minnesota Iowa. Yeah. 
my um my grandma actually lived in Waldrug. <laughs> so, you know, the first 18 years of my life usually ended up in Waldrug for Christmas or something at least once a year. Is so that were... like an actual city? Yeah. I thought that was a store. Um, There's a store there. Boob is a city. city. Oh, city. I see. I never knew that. I just learned something. Have you been there? Never been there? Mm-mm. You've never partaken in the wax museum or the five cent coffee <laughs> or the free water? <laughs> you never, no, I um, I've only driven, and this was only this was when I was really young. I've only driven through South Dakota, like on my way back from Wyoming. So, yeah, we probably don't want to go off on that. Anyway, long story short, my grandma lived there. My grandma and grandpa actually they lived about four blocks from the main strip that was Wall Drug, and so. A very large amount of my childhood exists of going to wall drug. Fireworks, baby. That's exciting. Yep. Exciting. So Anyways. Anyway, a big Adam, thanks out to all yeah. of our fans. Yeah. <laughs> all of our fans. <laughs> hey, actually, he did say in his letter that he wanted to, to say that it, to, to Tori, it's not just your grandparents. It's <laughs> <laughs> We've got three listeners. Because my, my grandpa, grandpa, who is still on, by the way, the way, Donald, Donald's. Ah, uh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. But it would be pretty <laughs> epic if he did. <laughs> oh my God, Tori, you've been lying to us this whole time. <laughs> yeah, like... no, we, we thought we had a fan. We, we actually do, we do have one now, but I was, I was lying about. This grandpa, is grandpa. like you guys are terrible. Between like Ryan's, like, like. <laughs> Ryan's iTunes review and like <laughs> you're lying about our fans like our fan inflation like I can't believe I'm working with you two unethical people <laughs> just, just like I said no no fan fan base has doubled the the month month <laughs> from zero to one <laughs> it's an infinite increase, man. 100% increase. It's an infinite increase. That's true, yeah. It's actually an infinite increase. Wow. It's That's confirmed. pretty amazing. All right. We're not yet sure if it's logarithmic or parabolic, but we will find out. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. So, yeah. So, next month. What are we doing next month? Hold on. We do have to say we hit the 10 month or the 10 episode achievement. Yeah. I thought we did cover that in the beginning. We did, but we didn't call it an achievement. Oh. <laughs> which which I'm happy. I feel better now that I've called it an achievement. So yeah, yeah. I like how about it. you guys? I like it. I like it. It feels gooder. All right. It feels gooder. Badges, something. I think. I think. We should. We should put badges. Like, or maybe maybe that's the name of the podcast. We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, except Brian, he actually does. <laughs> Our, our meetings are at least currently scheduled for every second Wednesday of the month. And I believe we aren't having one in December. December is normally the party month where it's, right. you know, it's just difficult because it's sort of that time of right. season for people. So we end up with a social um, somewhere. And I think Zach was coordinating to have it at the nerdery. I think they are going to let us have it there. But All right. We'll have to see what actually pans out on that. I don't want to put anybody on the spot, Zach or the nerdery. But, um... Your, your SD so cards, that looks, looks... Oh, my. Oh, my. 
So next month. Actually, we should have a social at a bowling alley. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, we should go to um, Bryant Lake Bowl because right next door, a new place, an arcade place, is opening. Ooh, ooh. Like, yes. Literally right next door. It's called Rusty we should, Burgers. We should have our holiday party over in that area. Then make it so. Make it so. Get, get, make it so. <laughs> yeah, somebody do that. You, Ryan. <laughs> Right, you're right. Because I have the idea doesn't mean I want to do it. And you missed it, Jackie. I I asked the group. I'm like, who would be interested in like a mini game jam? Um, and, and I explained quickly. A mini game jam would be like just some night after work, four hours or so, just kind of jamming on games. And like a whole bunch of people raised their hands. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. A lot of interest. And I'm like, who wants to coordinate that? <laughs> Crickets. It's- yeah, it was awful. Oh no! Like I made the idea, I suggested the idea, so now I'm on tap to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's how I ended up with a game company. Just <laughs> I walked over to Liz. I was like, "Hey, I have this idea," and she's like, "All right, let's do it." And I was like, oh. oh, oh man, man. All right, so next month, um, well, if all goes good, I'll be able to present again. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> If I'll go, caught it, caught it. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we do have an interesting lineup next month. It, uh, it is figured out a bit in advance. Um, a gentleman named Chris Figueroa um, contacted us and has, and this is really, I'm super interested in this actually, is that he did a Kickstarter and got his game funded. So he, he wants to present something about how Kickstarter can be a game changer for developers. And so he got his game Imagine Me funded through Kickstarter. That's really cool, and I'm super excited to see that. Oh, I'm super interested. The only downside of it is is that it's a $2,000 Kickstarter, but mm-hmm. it's still super interesting to see how he uh, and what that experience was. Well, so. I, I also at the um, IGDA Summit in July... I went to a panel um, where these three developers had done Kickstarter projects for different amounts of money. And um, so it'll be interesting to hear how his experience stacks up with theirs and, and, you know, where he is in the process of making the game. Like what's, what was interesting about um, the summit panel where it was that like one of the developers was actually making a card game. And they already had, they basically had it. They just need to print it. So they were like pretty much good to go. Um, oh, is that that, I'm sorry to interrupt. Is that that game where it's like a game about making games with cards? Y- yeah, the metagame. Yeah. Yep. The metagame game. Yeah. Um, that was at GDC. And then um, there was another game that was in much earlier stages of development. So like that developer felt immense pressure to like get his game out the door because, you know, now people were ponying up cash for it. So yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see like where he was in the process and what he needed and, and how that all worked and how he interacted with the people who donated to his project. So I'm really excited about. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really hoping he shows uh, Zach in, in, the uh, meeting last Wednesday, uh, the October meeting, said it's 90% confirmed. So I have a 10% chance of having a large spot to fill. 
on the <laughs> docket for the member project. Um, at least as I've been planning anyway, is, is I'll be there with games to play at before the meeting. So come eat pizza and, and, and see the game. And I may or may not have a small little presentation, but depending on if Christopher worms his way in or not. Um, and then the main presenter will be, uh, Aaron Bannon. Uh, he works at W3I and, uh, he's got a, a, a talk about, um, design and modernization in the, in the mobile market, um, for, you know, premium games, free to play, microtransactions, etc. So that, um, I think that'll be pretty interesting too. Yeah, I'm excited to. Um, he's really smart about metrics, and I think it would be really fun if we had a met- meta game around, around like what he's gonna because he's gonna have acronyms galore, like like mouse and arpus and all this other stuff, and it would be so fun to play like acronym bingo. Oh, like um, bullshit bingo. Yeah, all right. But it's I not now. Like it's not bullshit bingo. But no, like, no, no, I, mean, I know. Actually, but... those, those acronyms and why I propose it, it's like the acronyms are actually important to know, like because people talk about them all the time in that space. And so I think that'd be a really good way to try to remember what they are. Like, yeah. Like when, as soon as somebody starts talking about ads and they start talking about, uh, effort, you, you could probably rattle them off way quicker than I can, but the, the click through and the, Oh yeah. CTRs and, um, the CPMs. Right. And, oh, CPM yeah. is the one I was thinking. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. But that they just tend to fly out. No, yeah, that's actually, I love that idea, the, the idea of the metagame of his presentation. He'd probably yeah. appreciate that, too. Yeah, so um, if I have some time, I'll try to get some bingo cards together, because it'd be kind of fun. And I know he wasn't at um, October's meeting, because he was actually at GDC Online in Austin. So um, if if it goes well, he'll probably have something to say about that as well. Yeah, um, W3i has got a pretty good presence in the online and mobile space of the industry right now so they've been doing a lot of sponsoring and they usually have a booth and it's pretty cool because they're you know local so that's pretty awesome do you know what w3i stands for i don't know if it stands for anything actually it's like let's just roll the dice and see what three let three (laughs) symbols come up on the well, I'm wondering if it's like from like www and then like i like interactive or something like that. Like okay. I'm wondering if that's maybe the source of it. I really don't know. Yeah. It's you know who knows. I mean it's probably like one of those you know 3M things or something <laughs> where it used to actually yeah. or mean something but doesn't mean that anymore because of certain reasons. Yeah, you know, actually, if you think about it, it's kind of like I3M mirrored. Oh, it is. Sort of like if you just gave it a 180. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was done. I I don't, you know, I've met many of the, the, like, people that work there and one of the owners and the CEO and... Um, they're all super nice people and it's awesome that they're in St. Cloud and it's awesome that they're growing their company so quickly. So they've, they're hiring like crazy over there right now. I wish I had skills. (laughs) 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 
we're just going to let that lay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear what he has to say about um, metrics and things like that. I think it'd be really valuable. The other thing I want to say is I'm really excited about the interesting business turn the IGDA has taken in the last six months or so, like the quality of the presentations and it's, you know, we're still talking about game design and, and practices, but that we're also getting smarter about the business part of games is pretty cool. Are you guys specifically, do you, do you mean specifically like the, our chapter or just, are you talking no, about our chapter? No, I'm talking about our chapter because I, I think that's really fostering community around and maybe encouraging more of our members to to start their own thing. So I, that excites me quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If I if I had known and been able to commun- to connect with an entrepreneurial community like ten years ago, I, I, it would have been probably really bad for me. <laughs> There's still time for you, Ryan. There's still time for me. There's still time for you. Yeah. That's yeah, that's amazing. Actually, that sort of stuff and and like games, I know I I probably you know, relayed this numerous times in numerous different ways, but like I was doing independent film and I was doing animations and games just are such a interactive storytelling element and experience. That it's it's like everything balled into one. It's just amazing. So I would love to do it as as a, as a full time gig. Well, you've got Arthur back, back having games out there, and that's more than a lot of people can ever say. Yeah, that's totally true. You know, I think you give yourself enough credit. Oh, I give my I, I'm patting myself on the back right now. You've made made American dollars off of it, even. Oh, I have, um, haven't I? Yeah. Oh, it, uh, it's funny because um, after the the meeting. Gravex presentation. I came home and I'm like, because I love statistics. Like I'm a numbers guy. Like I love to, you know, shoot things and watch numbers fly out of them. <laughs> and that, and that's super true. Like I, you wouldn't believe the number of times I've bugged Rob. Like, let me see your numbers, man. And Rob has has battery powered games. He has a lot of apps and stuff out there, and and he he's not exactly willing to take the time to just separate the numbers that I'm interested in out of it. And or share all of the numbers because he doesn't necessarily want me to know or have access to all of that, right? Which I can understand and appreciate. But I'm still like, I want to know the numbers. But every month I get a check for him that says how many times Deadly Chambers has sold, how much we make, how much ads has made, how many bundle deals we have, how many, etc. And so I have this like wicked little plotting thing that shows like, like I got home and I'm like, all right, fine, I'm going to like really like dig into the little bit of numbers I have. So I have some plots of my own now. Very cool. No, I, I understand. Awesome. Well, should I uh, put a bow in it and wrap it up? Yeah. Somebody close. Wrap this it up. <laughs> I'll take it. Sorry. Unnecessary. So find us online at IGAPC.org. <laughs> Uh, well, guys, this is a great, great time as always. As always. And oh, totally, yeah. I'll see you next month. Yeah, good night. <laughs> Bye. Thanks. All right, Bye. we'll call that. A, we'll we'll wrap it up with that. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. You'll, you'll wrap take it. it up. I'll take it. <laughs>
It's like it's like um, you'll get a kick out of this. So I had I had her SD card. Like what? Like <laughs> that's all you had to say. <laughs> wait, wait. You I hope you met her at a bowling alley to give it back to her. <laughs> I didn't give it back to her at a bowling alley, but I did return it to her. Yes, like. But I had it for months. I had her SD card. Oh, jeez. How does your husband feel about that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I doubt he knew about it. So. I like I like the custom use good by Conrad. Oh my god! Yeah, you want to get rid of that? <laughs> See if that ship showed up and it's me. I wonder if I can just make another a comment. I listened to this once. Ah oh, shit! Now I gotta try to do that again. It's a beautiful logo. It is. <laughs> Oh, it says it's good, right? <laughs> Great stuff when cities came to film. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I am crying. <laughs> Is this because of the iTunes thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a total misunderstanding how that was all I wanted to know is if we got like an email or something <laughs> that happened. Oh my god! Yep. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it's... I like how you didn't give us a great. You just gave us a good. <laughs> Because <laughs> you didn't want it to make it look like you were cheating. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <to> go away. Into my weird laugh. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 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 Preparing. <laughs> <sighs> Check it out, guys. Check it out. My husband huh. wants to know what's so funny. <laughs> yeah, explain that one to him. I know, right? <laughs> We make a podcast, and he put a comment on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> hey, so this is our podcast in iTunes, right? And this comment here, our customer review, is Ryan, the guy that I'm doing the podcast with. Look at look at the comment he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> I need yeah. to that IGDA Twin Cities thing to IGDATC to Urban Dictionary right now. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's, it's awesome. great stuff for Twin Cities game developers. <laughs> 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 That's gonna be a hard one to follow. 
<laughs> he he mm. gave up. He doesn't get it. <laughs> As one might expect. <laughs> right. It's only funny to three people. And maybe our, <laughs> my other listener or whatever. Our fan, yeah. Adam, yeah. <laughs> 